This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire, by the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. We've put this podcast series together to interview and talk to some of the leading real estate and finance professionals based in and around the Sutherland Shire, and we have a great guest to start us off for the very first episode. Uh, John Hader, one of the directors of Core Property, they're the winners of the Sutherland Shire Local Business Awards for 2019 for the most community-minded business. He's been three years consecutive Agent of the Year for Heathcote. And only four years into starting his own business, uh, they have opened their second location in Ingerdine. What a uh, what a start to the episode. Uh, thanks, John, Nathan. thanks for coming along. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. You, four years in, we've had a lot of success so far. Yep. What drew you to real estate initially? I grew up from a family business. Uh, my parents are, have always been in family business, but um, we had a couple of businesses in and throughout Sydney. We actually moved to, to the Sutherland Shire from from Cabramatta, so out west, but, um, but we moved to the Sutherland Shire back in 2007. Uh, sorry, in 1997. And um, we, we set up a new, um, you know, our family location there. And uh, it was community-based. We had the local IGA up at Heathcote for, for eight years. So I knew a lot of the locals. And then when we when we sold that business, we had to get in, I had to find a different path. So it was, for me, I worked with Qantas for about two and a half years, just as a customer service representative. And then um, really loved real estate, always loved real estate. I think um, from when I was a younger uh, from a young child, I always saw these cards and, and letters in the mailbox and stuff like that and really used to excite me. And I never never knew how how good the industry was until I pretty much, you know, put my put my head down and, and went straight forward. So what year was that that you jumped into real estate? So um, I, did, I did my course back in 2000. Um, so 2000, 2001, I finished it. It was a, a year full time um, at TAFE back then. Not as easy as it is these days. Uh, but, um, yeah, and, and then got my first gig as a property manager or as a property officer back in 2005 in an office in Arncliffe. And that so, seems to be a fairly natural progression for most people in real estate, isn't oh, yeah, it? Right? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think times have changed. I think back, back then, uh, you're looking at about 15 years ago now, is, uh, a lot of people started in the property management department, uh, whereas, whereas now a lot of people can go into that sales uh, associate role sort of thing. So times are changing. So, but um, but that's how I that's how I got into real estate back back then. So two thousand, you've started in real estate agent. You have not started your business till was it two thousand and sixteen? Yeah, uh, two thousand fifteen, October two thousand fifteen. It was. Yeah. So what were you doing over that period, that first fifteen years? From two thousand and five to two thousand and fifteen, um, I worked as a property manager, and then or started off as a property officer. Worked my way up to senior property manager. And then did um, did office manager for back at my initial place that I started with at Arncliffe. So I worked with about three companies at the time, and um, yeah, ended up being back at my initial starting workplace in the industry. Uh, and then an opportunity came up where I'd met two agents from the local area who weren't very happy with where they were, and one of them was running her own business at the time, Georgie Amara, and and Paul Emanuel was working for McGrath at the time, and he wasn't very happy there. Um, so we just got together. It was something that was put in the pipeline probably six months prior to us opening and actually diminished for, for a fair bit. We didn't hear anything from anybody and 
you know, six months later, we I got a call and said, we're, we're ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So um, it was it was really funny at the time. We were we were looking at at, at offices in Ingadine, and because of my background in Heathcote with the family business. I was really like, let's give Heathcote a go, and and the guys were a bit sceptic about that because Heathcote's obviously quite a small town. There's not a not a big community like Ingadine. Obviously, Ingadine's got over ten thousand homes there, and but there's a lot of agents there. Yes. And I knew at the time, with the agencies there compared to us being young and dynamic coming through, I thought maybe we'd give it a good shake because because a lot of the agents that are there at the moment, our competitors, uh, actually have been in the industry for twenty or thirty years. So I thought this would be a good opportunity, and if we could do it in Heathcote, we could pretty much do it anywhere. So at the time when you opened the office in Heathcote, were you the only real estate agent based in that area? Yeah, so we were we were the only only office. agency based in the area. Um, it was uh, it was quite funny actually because back when we had the the supermarket with my family, an agency tried to open up. I think it was a Rain and Horn at the time, and they lasted a month. Um, it was pretty much in the same location. Right. So it was it was, it was a tough tough start i mean we thought you know if it's going to work we've got to make it work so um i think coming back from that from that um community-based m- mindset is what what i'm like obviously from a family business back from a family business background um and just doing a lot with the community that's that's what it's all about pretty much now most people would know your brand you're on the princess highway you yep. can't get back into sydney without driving past yep, your office sure. How did you come up with the name Core? What's the what's the kind of premise behind that? So it was actually Paul Emanuel, one of the business partners who um, who used to be a personal trainer. So he was always in the in the um, personal training industry. The Core, obviously, Core with a C, came up, and we just wanted to be the core of the area, sort of thing. And uh, that's how it initially came up. Um, and we just thought we'd change it. So instead of having a C O R E, because there's a lot of that, yes. we just change it to K O R E. And some people think it means kings of real estate and stuff like that, okay. but it's not. <laughs> it's not. But um, yeah, that's that's how it all. And we, and we actually based it upon like an apple, I mean, like or a fruit. The core of the fruit is is obviously the main part of it, you know. And then um, and being very important to the outside. So that's what we um, from a from a community base. That's what what our goal was from the very beginning. And I mean, that's where your office is. Um I don't know whether intentionally or unintentionally has been set up, right? Right in the middle between East and West Heathcote, you've planted yourself. Yeah, right we, in the heart we, there. we we definitely have, and we've obviously trying to um, get into places like Helensburg as well, like you know, and, and being central to Ingadine, um, Helensburg, part of the Illawarra. And we've done a fair bit of business down the Illawarra um, since we started, we did, so uh, so which has been good. We worked on one together. Uh, not long ago. Yes, we did. That's yes. right. Exactly right. So you're active down there as well. Now let's talk about the different property markets and start to give some advice to people who are out there looking. Heathcote, Ingadine. So uh, how long have you, you've known that area for kind of, uh, what, 20? 20, 22 20 years, 20 yeah. years now. What have you seen change since you, you first had the, the shop front there, the store there, to what you're seeing now? Oh, lots. I think, um, like I said, it goes back to community base. There's a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of love in the area. I think I think a lot of people um, are very close with their neighbourhood. I think the positive thing about, or the lucky thing about places like Heathcote is everybody that you meet there will say they live in the best neighbourhood. They've got the best street. They've got the best neighbours. So from that point of view, it's easy for me as a Heathcote local to sell that and also living in a street that I'm in. Like I, I'm going through, it, going through it myself at the moment, whether we renovate or buy another property, but the kids, they just love being where they are. So they want to stay in those streets and stay next to the neighbours. So it's really community-based. It's family. It's love. It's um, yeah. It's really yeah. We're very lucky to be in a, in a in a suburb in a place like that. Let's talk about Ingadine next. So Ingadine's a suburb which 
we've seen a lot of change in over mm-hmm. the last um, two decades. Yeah. So what are you seeing change in Engadine? Oh, look, starting from shops and shopping centres, um, clubs, pubs, apartments, you'll see now that Engadine is, is starting to become a lot more apartment-based, which is really, in my opinion, really good for business. I know a lot of the locals, some people now, especially with social media and stuff like that, they try and, you know, knock it back and do that. But when you think about it from a from an independent business owner, um, people like those small, you know, those smaller hairdressers, um, chemists, all the people that need that help, yeah, and going up against those those big chains like the Woolworths and Coles, it's really important for them because then obviously bringing that younger community through and also having that product for the, the older community who love the area that much because we, we are very lucky in the area that we live in because a lot of the people that live there now will not leave there. And whether they downsize, it'll be could be to a villa, but but units are, are the way to go, at the moment I believe for for the um, for the older generation as well as the new, as the young. Now working in real estate agent uh, for so long, you've you've seen a lot here. Uh, I want to talk to you. You're saying at the moment that you potentially might be looking at at moving properties yourself or potentially renovating. Mm-hmm. What are some key criteria for you? If, yep. if you're a buyer or you're going to or potentially going to be a buyer, what are some key criteria you're looking for when selecting property? Yeah, sure. So for for, for me, I, I'd, I'd be looking, and from my experience, obviously be looking at making sure we've got enough bedrooms. I'll be looking at um, street appeal, street appeal, uh, whether it's in a cul-de-sac or busier location. Uh, considering I've got children, I think it's important that you you know you have plans in place that the kids can go out and play, and you don't have to really sit there and watch them 24 hours a day. So it's really important for me to find space, find space, living areas, and so on. Uh, the kids want a pool, but um, I don't want to look after one. But um, but that's that's something that I would look at. I'd also yeah, the main thing for me would be would be location and street appeal. That would be that would be my focus in in maybe, search. Maybe make sure the neighbours have a good pool then, not you. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Yeah, so they can clean it. Yeah, definitely. Clean, yeah, definitely care. sounds good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> now you see everyone from uh, experienced buyers coming through to first home buyers. I want to give some advice to people going out and looking for the first time. What yep. are some tips and advice you got people for stepping into the market? Because it can be quite an intimidating process. It is. I like to. Um, with us, we really focus on our buyer on our buyer management. We call it buyer management, but it's um, it's helping buyers and making making sure that they're comfortable to come talk to us. You know, we hear a lot, you know, in the, in the industry that um, agents don't call back or they don't really care because they don't have enough money or whatever it may be. But from my perspective, every buyer is going to be a seller one day. So um, I think I think personally, yeah, have a chat with them and say to them, look, whatever you're looking for and whatever you, you are you are looking for, come to us and speak to us. We'll be out on the lookout. But for advice, probably... Probably pick a couple of agents that you're comfortable with and, and just chat to them. Let them know what your criteria is. Let them know your budget and just be honest. I know a lot of the times you talk to people and they don't want to tell you exactly what they've got, which is fair enough. Um, I wouldn't do that either. But however, at the same time, I think being honest, it, it helps you in the long run because you'll have, you'll have that help coming from the agents. So give them a ballpark of the price range. Yeah, price ranging, in. what you're looking for, what's and the criteria. That key criteria. Absolutely. So these absolutely. are the two or three non-negotiables for me. This absolutely. is exactly what I want when I'm looking absolutely. for Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I really do think picking an agent or picking you know, one or two agents maybe from different agencies that you're in, in that core area that you're actually looking for, like if it's in that 2233 postcode, just pick up the phone, give our team a call and just say, look, this is what we're looking for. Can you keep an eye out for us and let us know? Um, we like to help buyers in in um, the case of them not knowing what to do. So, um, you know, bidding at, pro- at auctions, um, um, you know, negotiating 
negotiating with other agents, we can do that for them. Yep. So we offer that service. Perfect. So uh, yeah, so that's where that is. So you're there as a point of reference. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Now, if we gave you the, the head job of taking over your industry, you've got you can make any change you want to the real estate in- industry. Yep. After your twenty years, what are you going to change? If I give you one thing that you could change in your industry, but I just think I just think um, bringing back honesty and, te- and integrity. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in our industry that talk about honesty and integrity, and I I, I believe that there could be more of that. I think um, I know the way I do business. Uh, I just like to be upfront with my vendors from the very beginning, or from my clients, whether it's a buyer or a vendor. Um, and I know that won't come back to bite me in the backside, you know. So um, so I think honesty and integrity would be probably probably the main things that I would change. Unfortunately, you can't put a cap on that, so so it'll be difficult to do that. But I know just with the way that I do things, that's that's I, I just concentrate on those two things. Is that just a difference with an agent who's playing the long game, who wants to be here in ten and twenty years? Yeah, I, to- yeah, I think so. I think so. I think um, being attractive as well to to other agents or other successful agents in the area who don't own a business and and maybe not happy for where they are at the moment, or they think they can do better. Being prepared to be in the long game is probably the most important thing. A lot of, a lot of, I know that notice with a with a good market, anyone can come in and sell real estate. But, but yeah, when it when it turns um, to a negative market like it did twelve months ago or eighteen months ago, you see that the good agents are still there, yes. plodding along and just yep. working closely with their clients and yep. just being honest with them. So, so two thousand and nineteen obviously was a tough year for for agents, tough year for finance, but. Yep. Um, potentially necessary to, mm-hmm. Absolutely. to kind of consolidate the industry sure. and, and let the cream rise to the top. Absolutely. Say. Yep. Yeah. Similar to our industry, I think we kind of had Yeah, that, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it, how long how long can it actually go for, you know? How, mm-hmm. how long can it be maintained for? Yeah. And I think there's that was always going to be the case, but yep. we, we we didn't expect it to come back this quickly. Yeah. So it's come back really positively, but it's, um yeah, it's been good. The last six months have been, been really good compared to what we had 18 months ago. Tell me, what is that one property that you'll never forget? Probably a recent one that I sold at um, Four Lock Hill Road in Ingerding. We haven't hadn't had a um, a property come onto the market like like this one for a long time, and there hadn't been one sold in the area for over eighteen months that was similar to this. So I was really really um, that's there's two actually, but this is this is one that that yeah was was really important. Getting the business over five other agents, the person who owned the property bought a property off me but still hadn't made up his mind. He'd been referred a lot of different agents from a couple of friends of his uh, and eventually chose me over the rest of them, which was fantastic. They had a price um, of of $1.2 they wanted to achieve as a minimum, Uh, and we went in there and couldn't find any comparables. But it was a beautiful home, a bit of a different one, no backyard, beautiful pool, like an Oasis-style pool, um, and just covered by bushland. So it was one of those things. We ended up taking it to auction, 210 over the reserve. We ended up selling it for. So sold it for 1.410, and they were ecstatic. Um, so, so from from our from my point of view, I think having something like that, something, and we always, as agents, we always want that uh, special property. I guess uh, that's what we do it for. Yeah. You know, like if you if you're working in Manly or in Cronulla, you always want that that waterfront, mm. um, which is which is ready to go um, and no work needed. This was this was like that, just obviously not with the water, but with the yeah. bushland. But yeah. yeah, no, it was, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's one you remember. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think I'll forget that one. That's a pretty good one. Perfect, and obviously, yeah, great result in the end as well. Yeah, 2019, massive year for you. Went mm-hmm. through some of the accol- accolades, uh, third year in a row. 
Agent of the Year for Heathcote, which yep. I think you said's never been done before. So first agent ever to achieve that. Yeah. So I've got I've got 2018 and 19 already. That that was already done. But um, 2020, the the uh, the well, the votes or the that that all ended yesterday. Um, and at this stage, I'm yeah. I've, there's three years in a row coming up, so it's it's really um, exciting. Uh, a lot of people think that because you're in Heathcote, you'll get agent of the year anyway, but it's not. It's the agent who sells the most properties in the local area and gets the recommendations. Um, so I'm really proud of that. I think from uh, starting four years ago to, I may say, taking out, but but um, but removing an, another agent who had 80% stock levels, uh, market share in Heathcote for consistently 10 years. So getting him or, or getting that, that, that agency out of the way and and obviously building building my own personal brand has been really good. Fantastic. The other one I want to talk about is the local business award that you won last year as yeah. well. Um, so the category was community minded. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So community minded business, we um we've done a, a fair bit with the community. Um, and like I said, back to when we first began the podcast, it was uh, um, communities community minded is 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 what we're about. So um, when you look at sporting uh, sporting teams, sporting clubs in that two two three three area, we pretty much sponsor seventy percent of them. Uh, we can't we can't sponsor everybody. However, we do we sponsor as much as we can. We also had a trivia night for a, a young man who had um, cystic fibrosis, who unfortunately isn't with us anymore. Um, he had a, a wish list of you know twenty one, twenty two things that he wanted to do, but obviously financially and health was not la- allowing him to do that. So we uh, we arranged a um, a trivia night at Heathcote High School with the help of um, Steve Wazer, who's the principal there, and yeah, we ended up raising nearly thirty thousand dollars on the night. And um, gave him the opportunity to, you know, they got shirts and do things, and I think he um, he ended up doing sixteen or seventeen of those uh, of those of his wish list, and the family's still continuing on doing the rest that he wasn't able to do. So um, yeah, that that got out to to obviously to the local uh, or to the Sutherland Shire, the leader and stuff like that. So we're quite you know pleased with with all that. You know, even now with the fires. Um, we've got uh, we've got a couple of truckloads leaving tomorrow down in Bermagui. Georgie from our office is from Bermagui, so a lot of people don't know that, but that's her hometown. Um, and she's got some family and friends that are are in desperate need, so we're sending a couple of trucks down there tomorrow with some goods. Yeah, so it's 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 just really really good to be part of a a really lovable community. Mm. Um, and people that actually see that, so it's really, yeah. We talk quite about that's a bit in our office, but that purpose before profit, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It'll all come back to you. So I, I'm a massive believer: be good, and good will come back um, tenfold, sort of thing. So, um, and, and yeah, to be honest, we we are very fortunate for where we live and the kind of suburbs we live in um, and the area, and um, because there are a lot of community-based people who actually realise. The good that you're doing, you know, um, school fates, just everything, everything, street fates, um, you name it. We're there to help wherever we can. Perfect. Now, uh, the last part, the last big, uh, big achievement for last year, I think, was your second office. Yep. So we've moved into Ingadine at the end of 2019. Yes, correct. Um, what's next for 2020? Oh, I think 2020. I think it's just. Um, I, I'd say. Growth, business. I think. I think um, being an attractive brand. Not only that, we've got really good people, Nathan. So um, we really concentrate on stuff like that. Our, our team is is everything to us. So we've 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 had people. On, uh, I say it to a lot of people. We've had people in the past that have knocked on our door, and unfortunately, they're they're not what we want or what, what we what we um, trade about. So I think from from our point of view, is just knuckle down, um, keep that team morale up. 
team's everything for us. So, and we do. We we put a post on the other day. We're not sure if our jeans are tighter or our or our team's tighter. So, uh, at this time of the year, but um, but our team is absolutely fantastic. We've got some really good agents, um, and, and yeah, we're. Um, 2020 onwards and upwards, I think. So, yeah, it's really really exciting. I'm going to ask you one final question before we wrap up here today. So, um, looking back at yourself when you started in the industry or, mm-hmm. or when you were early uh, looking to purchase property, yep. what's that one piece of advice you wish, wish you were given back then? I think back then, I think um, one piece of advice that would have been great back then is just be yourself. I think um, a lot of agents these days go in there and try to be somebody else, try and be uh, someone that's uh, successful um, and try and be somebody that's just not them. I think you've got to find your, you, you've got to find your comf- comfort area and just be yourself. Uh, for me, for me, talking to my wife or talking to my family, my kids, my friends, I'm like this. So I'm not, there's no difference between the way I am at home and the way I am at work. I think people see that. So I think it's really important that people can see that you're just being yourself and you're being different. That, that's what makes you different in our industry. Mm-hmm. You can either be a robot or you can be, you can be your own personal self, and I think it comes across. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's more one piece of advice that I wish I'd got at the very beginning is don't worry about what he's doing. Worry about, find your comfort zone and just worry about how you want to do things. Yeah. So I think that's really important. I think so. I think if there was... Um or authenticity across both probably finance and property industry, you'd have um, It'd be great. better quality of agent It'd be and a better quality of broker too. Look, John, thanks for coming in and kicking off this uh, series and season. No um, some great points there, some great stories. So uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me um, at, at the Heath Cattle Ingedine office. You know, uh, jump on the internet, Facebook, um, John Hayter Core Property Group, or even jump onto our Core Property Group uh, page. You'll see the difference. Um, the difference between us and other agencies and the way we do things. Um, it's all on our social media and and happy to happy to talk to you whenever you, whenever you need. Perfect. So jump on, find Core Property, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual That's spots. It. Yep. And uh, John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks again. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.